Welcome to Club Shadow episode 294. Damn, 294. Yo, 
I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody is in the best spirits. Why am I hearing myself so low? Wait a minute. Don't move. Don't move. I have to check something. MV out. Oh, my mic is, is good. I guess it's just sometimes, sometimes it's high, sometimes it's slow. It is what it is, what we're going to do. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, it is the 1st of May. It is the 1st of May. Uh, for, uh, so, uh, I mean, it's midnight. Tomorrow is the 1st of May because the day doesn't change before I sleep. This show is brought to you by Shadow Where the Gods of Good Fortune. It is midnight and 40 minutes here in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, I want to thank Anna. Um, Acknowledge our stream royalty with 20 euros. Anan Saudi, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show and being the stream royalty. Uh, probably going to be replaced by Master Electronic. Hey, hey, thank you so much for 27 Swedish crowns. Crowns, uh, Master Electronic, thank you so much for your super chat. Uh, and bless to all our sponsors who are supporting supporting this show. Uh, so we were supposed to have a guest tonight, uh, who is uh, Julie Cossin, but due to unfortunate events, um, we decided to postpone it. So she'll be, she'll be, she'll be there whenever she's ready. Uh, tonight was really not the night. Sometimes the universe conspires to tell you that you're not ready to be there. And, uh, Maybe next week, maybe in uh, in two weeks. Whenever she gives me the green light, we're rolling again. So uh, we're going to have a conversation uh, and talk about the drill camp. But uh, a lot of event made it really uh, complicated. We could have done it, but it wouldn't have been what it should. I mean, it is what it is. I Sometimes it's better to sleep. So, uh, yeah, can't wait uh, to have Julie uh, here. Uh, maybe she'll be in the chat uh, tonight if she's not resting. I believe she should sleep. But uh, if she's here, uh, we'll talk to her from the chat. Other than that, uh, other than that, so I was talking to, to Body. And I was asking him if he, he, he wanted to come in the live and then he just probably fell asleep. Because that's what he does. He tells me I'm going to come. and But the, you know the good thing? I have a list of things to talk about that I, I, I note. So I have a bunch of them. So we good. Uh, what up, Sergio? What up, Sabrina? What up, Julie? How you doing? What up, Master Electronic? Thanks for the super chat. Uh, what? A laptop computer with work on the screen. Oh, that's the... Oh, that's the... the uh, this, this thing description, that Ecamm should, should do something about it. Emery, what up? How you doing? What's good? All right. So, uh, yeah, happy 
I don't know if it's international, but at least in Europe, in Portugal and France, I mean, at least in Portugal and France, this is the international day of of the workers. So it's uh, tomorrow. There's nobody's working. So which is which is is great. That's uh, and uh, let me see where's this thing that I wanted to. Where was my list of things to talk about? Listen. Uh, I don't really have other things to talk about. Let, let, let me see what happened this weekend. What did I do? First of all, first of all, everybody in the chat, close the chat and put a like. That's the first thing. The first thing you have to do. Second thing you have to do, go to the chat, put the flag of where you're watching from and what time it is. That is very important. So do these things. Uh, second thing. Um, so hey, what did I do this weekend? So today I had a great brunch with my family, uh, my wife and daughter. We we went to to the the Lisbon Mama Shelter, uh, and uh, we had a great brunch. And uh, after that. Before that, I went to walk three kilometers. And after the brunch, uh, listen, I just got tired. I was really like out. Like out. I feel I have a patch of nothing here. Anyway, after that, I was out. So I slept until, I don't know. We came back home at 5 p.m., and I slept until 8 p.m. Then went outside to get a sandwich and came back here ready for the life. Um, and the days before, I was just editing a bunch of videos uh, from previous episode of Club Shada and posting stuff on on uh, on the platforms. So uh, yeah, that was my that was my weekend. That is not over because it is apparently like you know the thing is. When you work for yourself and you don't really have a, a schedule, that you can work whenever you want. That's me. How I want, whenever I want, wherever I want. You kind of, not, I don't really care about long weekends, uh, specific holidays and stuff. And I'm going to start having to care and, and mark it on my, in my calendar because my next year, my daughter is, is entering the first cycle of school here in, Port, in Portugal. So as parents, we're going to have to decide on traveling uh, together with her when she's on holidays. And other than that, Listen, to me, it's just another day. I'm just going to do what I have to do, which is editing videos, being live twice a week, and uh, making new tracks. I uploaded I uploaded all my tracks for the month of May, and now I'm doing uh, the month of June. I'm going to release a bunch of Afro house tracks. So I'm just recording everything. I have some house music tracks. I have some new Kizamba bangers, like lots of new music. Uh, and at the same time, something going on keeps on breaking records. So 
that's beautiful so that's that's where to me like yeah all these these things of um you know holidays and feriados i i, I never actually i stopped mining this when i got like 20 something when i after university once i got to touring yeah it was just about where do i have a show and weekends and all that stuff didn't really matter because i was just performing and and being in the studio so i've been i've been a workaholic my whole life so uh i like having a having a baby girl at a certain age and realizing that yo i, I really want her to to grow up knowing what it is to have a, a father that is around her and being really her first love so I, I i took my time to decide that when she when it's sunday when i have like a, a family walking in in front of the water in my neighborhood going to the park going to the restaurants together doing stuff together it's something that i do now because i realize the importance of this for her but when i was uh living by myself oh i had no idea like what day was all i knew it was like i have to record i have to produce i have to create content i have to work i have to make money i have to uh, go perform i have to go party all the all those stuff and uh, now it's yeah with a kid it kind of gives you that that sense of of um yeah sometimes you have to remove yourself from work and just enjoy your family and then get back to work which is what i'm doing now so that's great did you put your likes or not or you are you playing with me One forty-four a.m. in France. So what's up with you, Julie? How's everything doing? You know. <laughs> nice to be here. What's up, LC? Nice to be among you lots. Let all let's all enjoy our leisure while it lasts, because it will come to a point where the chat will be so loaded. I will not see your comments. I mean, I will remember you guys. Maybe you will be members, and you will have. A special color <laughs> so that i will be able to see you guys but yeah <laughs> yeah that's the thing yeah that's true it is great to enjoy uh those things while it is this way because there's a point where it just explodes into some craziness and then listen you just need five times the amount of people and the chat becomes hard to to read like as long as you have 25 people in the chat yeah it's it's kind of easy once you arrive to 100 people it starts if everybody's active if people are debating between themselves in the chat that's when it becomes crazy and i've, I've seen a lot of i mean i follow a lot of people that they have like uh, 
1,000 people watching at the same time. And the chat is just unusual. The only people that actually are seen are the people who put super chats on those type of lives. And uh, I mean, this is great in a way because every every live you do can generate just in super chats something like 3000 4000 500 euros and, and and maybe more like oh my time of a like this girl that I um that I follow that I've been following for a long time she has like 10000 people in her chat when she's live and they're super chatting like crazy because they know the only way to be seen is to super chat. And your super chat stays up there. If you put like, let's say $10, it will just stay there for one minute. And if you really want to stay there for 20 minutes, you have to put like 200, 300, 500, and you stay there for an hour on the top of the chat. And, and she has people. That every life, there's somebody putting like a thousand, uh, sorry, uh, uh, 500, uh, 300, 100, 50. There's a bunch of 50 coming from everywhere. And people that just want to support the, 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 the her show. And, and that's amazing because I've been watching her since I was, her name is Lovely T. I've been watching her since I was in France. So I was in France. I left France 11 years ago. So I've been watching her since uh probably like at least two years before leaving france and maybe more so at least for 13 14 years she was one of the first person doing live streams and i remember 12 years ago 12 13 years ago when she was live and i would comment and i would i would be like hey it and she would reply to me Hey Keisha, how you doing? Uh, nice, nice to see you. You know, I was like, hey, Keisha's from France. Ah, France. I want. I have to go one day, etc. And at that time, her chat was like this chat. Like it was just us, like fifty people. You know, it was really like, like the early, early days of of being live on YouTube, and uh, and now. When you go to her thing, she has like 8,000, 9,000 9, people watching at the same time. And the chat is just going. And you can't see nothing unless you have moderators that are maybe checking contents. And you need to have like four, five, ten moderators in the chat. So maybe at that time, you guys will all be moderators and making sure that all the new people behave. No, that's interesting. Uh, I kind of you know, the thing is this with me it's it's a, it's a complete different story because in the country to a lot of people who uh, are doing a live stream or a podcast aiming for a quick success and then they abandon quick because they they don't make money etc. Me, it's part of a broader thing. I believe that everything I do is in synergy with everything else. So. This show might not generate me direct income, but first of all, it's an avenue where I can speak because I get frustrated in interviews because I never get interesting questions. Uh, and so I can really 
talk about the things I want to talk about for the time I want on my own platform. Uh, and it, it helps also uh, repurpose all this content for all these different platforms. And people are actually, a lot of DMs that I receive are people telling me how valuable every masterclass is for them. For them, Club Shada is a, is a masterclass. Uh, and the things that I say are very insightful to a lot of people. They, I received another message from a, a, a DJ last time who told me that, uh, and a beat maker told me that as well, that she just watched, I don't remember what episode of Club Shada, but he said, this just changed my life. Like, I've been working on like 5% of the things I could do when you just explain to me the 95% of other things that I could do. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. That's wow. So there's this part and it's great for the brand. It's some soft power brand moves that every time I'm here, the presence of my brand, it, it, it helps Shadowware, it helps the music, it helps everything. And, and people listening to me on Club Shadow are now starting to invite me in conferences uh, to speak about those subjects because they can see that I know what I'm talking about. And even if when it's something that I don't know about, I know how to talk about things. So it's it's very interesting. So me, I'm, I'm on a very, very long term with this. And uh, do I wish to have more people watching? Yes. I would love to do a, let's say 20X. 20X, like having always like 200 people watching at the same time and doing, yeah, at a point that would be cool. And at the same time, I enjoy it like this because for me, I see the life that we are doing as, and it's less distracting, first of all, when there's uh, an intimate number of people and to me, I see it more as uh, a recording that I'm recording content that I'm going to then cut and upload to YouTube like I've been doing. Like If you go to the channel, every time I do a Club Shadow episode, I cut it into three, four different videos that I repurpose on Instagram, repurpose on YouTube, repurpose on TikTok and Facebook. So it's. I, it's something I said to people when, you know, when you do a live and you have a channel and you feel like uh, nobody's watching, let's say you look and, you know, and we I have a number here that tells me how many people exactly are watching. So if you look at these numbers, sometimes you can be like, oh my God, like imagine there's nobody watching for whatever reason, nobody received a notification or nobody's online or who knows for whatever reason, if you end up in a, in a, in this point where nobody's watching and so you're speaking to zero people don't say to yourself don't get destabilized and being like oh my god nobody's watching say to yourself i'm just recording something for the people who are gonna watch tomorrow because you know every club shadow episode at the end of the show i have around uh, from the people in the chat and the people who are just watching without being on the chat or, or there's some people that are watching without being logged into YouTube or watching from their TVs. Like you have around 200, 250 people watching on live. 
And then the next day, uh, when I watch the numbers, the next day at the end of the day, so I mean, it's not the next day. So today it's midnight right now. It's 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 1 a.m. now. But in uh, 19 hours, when I watch at 8 p.m. and I watch the, the, the numbers, I'm already around 400, 500 other people who there's a lot of people who watch the show, but not live. They just play it after. There's a lot of people who are discovering the show now who are telling me that, oh, I've just discovered you at episode 292 and I just started watching episode one and I'm watching them one by one. And I'm like, what? But I just got that message last week. Somebody was telling me, oh, my friend is watching every Club Shadow episode from the start. And I was like, wow, why? I was like, no, listen, it's fascinated. He loves and And then you have so many different episodes talking about so many different things that some people will watch some episodes and some other episodes. And then you see the numbers. Like, it's not just, it, that's the beauty of evergreen content. It's not just the, the, the people that are watching now and the people that are going to watch tomorrow. It's also the people are gonna watch next week and the people that are gonna watch in a year. Cause as you put content, YouTube and the algorithm propose to people and then sometimes they just go to the channel and they watch stuff. So and I realize that's the same thing, the same thing I do with podcasts. Uh most of the podcasts that I listen to are either French political, French uh, societal thing uh hip hop podcast musical american podcast um or technology technology crypto uh mac uh this type of content so i'm subscribed to more or less 10 eh, 10 12 podcasts that i listen to when I go walk, when I go, uh, if I'm in a plane or if I'm in a car or if I'm just, uh, or sometimes at, at home on YouTube and I'm, I'm watching. And I have a list of the podcasts that I listen to. Some of them are just five minutes. So let's say I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to stay in the shower. Let's say I want to take a long shower or a bath and I'm going to, I know I'm going to be like 45 minutes in my bathroom the the one that is five minutes i'm just gonna play them all of them all the episodes so i have one for example called geopolitics it's in french i think it's from france inter and every episode is three minutes so i just put play before i enter the bath or the shower and i just let it play in the bathroom and i play like all the episodes and sometimes i'm i miss like 10 episodes when it comes to tech podcasts or the Joe Budden podcast, for example, those are podcasts that last around two hours, two hours and a half every episode. So usually what I do is instead of listening to the la the latest one, I'm going to go and check which is the one that I, I didn't listen to. So sometimes I'm three, four episodes late. So I'm going to go to the fourth first. I'm going to play it. Or I'm going to play a part that I'm interested in and then or I'm going to play it completely as i'm walking and when i'm done listening i erase it and then i play the next one that's 
that's really how I, 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 I consume content. And from my way of consuming content, I understand how a lot of people is consuming content too. And this is why uh, if you are in the content business, don't get... Um, Don't don't get blocked by the fact that nobody's watching you now or something because you are just creating content that is going to stay. Um, a lot of the most famous Twitch uh, streamers, I'm talking about people, they stream for 1 million people watching. Uh, they said that for years they were streaming for nobody. Not like a few people. Zero people. They were just streaming for the zero people for years and years and years. Until at a point there was one person. Then two. Then ten. Then twenty. Then a hundred. And so on and so on. So the that's to me the beauty of, you know, uh, creating content and 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 that's the way I see it when I'm I'm creating by myself and I look like because I used to do content pre-recorded, not live. So I would just record the same way, but it would just be not to be consumed live like right now. It would just be recorded and I would just record myself and then I would put it out. The prop the problem with when I was pre-recording is that then I would cut a lot of things because I, w I wanted it to be to be like perfect. So I would remove all the, uh, I don't, you know, like sometimes when you're looking for what you're going to say, I would remove all that when it's pre-recorded. But when it's live, actually, it helps you just better your, the way you, 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 you deliver, you deliver uh, the content and your thoughts. And at the same time, uh, to also accept some of your flaws, sometimes you're gonna make uh, grammar mistakes, and and when I re when I watch the replays, because I love to watch my episodes, when I watch the replays, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, like what? A I forgot the s in this, or I, I didn't I didn't conjugate that verb right, or or oh damn, I I I, I didn't pronounce this right, like and but the exercise of being live twice a week makes you i would say accept the accept that accept the way you you talk the way you look the and it makes you style conscious it makes you conscious of a lot of things and it actually makes you better in a lot of things so it's a great exercise and the fact that uh my music and my and my nft are generating money all the time makes me do this comfortably without having the idea that i have to succeed i have to do something so you can really do it for it and when you do it for it the success is just something that just arrives like that it's not something that you you fight for and you you, you just do your job and you do it well for the people that are watching and then you let these people you guys be responsible of bringing more people 
watching it with people, when it's live, send links to other people, etc., etc., etc. And the algorithm, of course, my friend, that I dance with all the time. Sipstrom, what up? 12.51 in the UK. No, that was like 10 minutes ago or more, 16 minutes ago. I'm good K, Julie saying I'm good K. I need to rest these days and focus on myself. That's important to do. I do agree. MJ Wemoto, you have to come back to the live, bro. It's been forever. You can come with your kids and they can make noise. It's no problem. Uh, and everybody, as MJ says, don't forget to like the live. Yo, Double XL was a goodie. How you doing, brother? My parents are going to Paris, so I might, I might be, I might, I might do a quick jump with my daughter. Oh no, I'm not in Montreal. <laughs> I'm not. What up, Kendrick? How you doing? Listen, promoters, man. Um. So what happened was that uh, I've been hired to perform in Montreal. Uh, what? Three months ago. So three months ago, I received a proposal. I gave my price. I gave my conditions. I said, I fly in business. I said, I want this amount. I said, I want two ticket, plane tickets, two four-star, five-star hotel rooms, blah, 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 food, whatever. The usual things. Um, and, uh, and of course, you get authorization to use my name on a flyer and to and me to post it on my socials and promote it along alongside you only when I receive 50% of my cachet. So that was three months ago that I gave them all this information and they replied to me with send us a bank account so we can why we can send you the 50 percent so all right i gave them the thing the next day i received my 50 percent so that was three months ago so in my head i was like wow that's the type of people i want to talk with serious perfect so now things are going a month pass i already have half of my money so me i'm good uh and uh i'm like with the amount that they paid yeah they're serious so i'm waiting for my plane tickets time goes by uh and at a point i tell them uh, maybe two months ago or something like that or a month and a half ago i don't remember i just told them hey um about the plane tickets when are you you know uh, make sure you take them early so that it costs it doesn't cost you an arm uh and um i was uh at that point yeah I'm, you know i'm not stressed no problem and um i was on uh what was i doing 
I was talking to my friend, uh, Jay Money, who was going to Miami with his family. And uh, he was telling me, hey, since you're going to Montreal, why don't we continue to, to Miami? And me, I was like, Yo, wait, a, wait, wait a minute. Since if I'm going to Montreal, maybe I should just go to Montreal, do the show. So arrive in Montreal on the 27th, do the show on the 28th or the 29th. I'm not sure. And then the 30th can get my own ticket to Miami, spend five days in Miami. Then after Miami, go back to Montreal and then use their return ticket. So I don't have to go to the to the to North America twice. I can do everything. One bird, two uh, two birds, one stone. And uh, so I sent them a message. Uh, I think I sent a message to DJ Cinq Etoiles um, two months ago, something like that, or a month in Africa. I don't remember. Like beginning of April, or no, end of March, mid mid March. Send them a message. I said, bro. These are my dates. I would love I would love to arrive in Montreal on the 27th or the 28th and then take me a return ticket, my two return tickets on the 5th or the 6th or the 7th of May as you wish. So that after that, once I have my Montreal tickets, what I do? One what I do is I just get some Miami from the 30th Montreal, Miami, from the 30th to the 6th or whatever, and on the on the day that I'm I'm departing to Montreal from Montreal, usually at, at, at a night if it's a night flight, yeah, in the afternoon I come from Miami, arrive at the airport, stay at the airport, continue straight back to Lisbon, and I'm good. And. Um, so I gave them that information. Then I didn't hear from him, from them from another two weeks. Then another guy from that, that organization called me, uh, telling me that uh, he wants he needs my dates. And I was like, I've been I've been giving my dates to you guys uh, for a long time now. And uh, so I gave him my date. Then I didn't hear from him for another two weeks. So now we are beginning of April. We are around like the 5th of April. And I'm like, guys, it's, you know, it's the show is in at the end of the month. The tickets, as I'm checking, the tickets are going up in price and business class are going up. And then uh, I get a call a week after. So... Like, I don't know. Listen, the problem when you deal with one person is that at least you deal with one person. When you deal with a group of people, there can be miscommunication between them. So, I mean, I don't, hey, it's, it's on them. It's, but I don't, I don't hold grudges in this. It's just that there's been some miscommunication. And by the time these guys wanted to buy the tickets, now the tickets were super expensive. Actually, Paying for the two tickets was actually paying the same price of, as my cachet. Uh, prices just got crazy. So I'm trying to find solution with them on another company. Uh, 
But then these guys told me that they wanted to buy some economic tickets. I was like, no, that's not what's on the, that's not what's on the contract. I'm, if I'm going to work, I'm flying business. I'm sorry. It's in the contract that you signed. So, so we're trying to find a solution. Da 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 da. And then another week passed, and now the, the the tickets were even more expensive. And I was like, guys. So then I was like, okay, listen, I accept to fly in a. Uh, in the lower class like premium economy but i'm not gonna give you uh the cachet that we accepted because now you want to have a discount and at the same time you want me to fly economy so i'm sorry i'm not gonna do that so you're gonna have to pay the normal price for the show and then yeah maybe we can do an effort on the tickets and then after that, if I want, I can upgrade myself or whatever, but I can do that effort, but you're going to do an effort as well. And then they were the one telling me, uh, I mean, that guy understood what I was saying because they know it's their fault. But then the rest of his people were saying, yeah, listen, it's, become, it's just becoming too expensive. So I was like, guys, listen, just let me know. So I know because I can do other things. And, uh, yeah, they decided that they didn't want to pay for the tickets at that price. Um, and that, yeah, I could keep my 50%. So, to me, it was the same as if I just did a show in, yeah, a sh almost two shows in Portugal. For, I got that money without doing nothing. So, I was like, okay, guys, like understand they were like yeah, we're really sorry there's been miscommunications whatever i was like listen no problem on my side if you guys want to work with me again with pleasure kept my money and kept it moving so that's why i didn't go to that show and uh, it's unfortunate because these guys they booked me three months in advance so when you book somebody three months in advance you you can just book the tickets at the same time you know because my my me wanting to use those that time to go to Miami was my problem. They didn't need to wait for me to give them my days. They could have booked the tickets straight and then give me the tickets and I could have changed them myself. But for some reason, they booked me, they paid me my 50%. And then for three months when at listen, the tickets, the business class tickets were so cheap when they booked me because it was three months in advance. I was looking at the prices for Air Canada to go there. It was, it was nothing. And I was like, and then, yeah. It just kept going up. And then after that, they were like, oh, it's too expensive. You have to fly economy. I was like, no, that's not what's on your contract. So, yeah, kept my 25%, my, kept my 50%, made my money. And, uh, yeah, it's chill. So, a lesson for... Uh, a lesson for promoters out there when you book artists and listen it's not the first time i see this i had this guy in london who was always sending me the ticket in the last minute and he was sending me uh easy jet tickets when i was when i was listen the contract specified i fly air france and then uh the guy always wanted he was like oh until the last minute we were like, where are the tickets, where are the tickets? And then 
he would call you at 8 a.m. the day of the show telling you, yo, yo, go to the airport now. You have to go to the airport at 11. Your flight is at 11. I'm like, it's 8 a.m. Yeah, you have to go now. And I'm like, okay, send the tickets. And when he sends you the tickets, it's EasyJet tickets. And you're like, and then he was like, yo, bro, where are you? I was like, I'm in my bed. Why are you in your bed? I said, because you are sending me some EasyJet tickets. Bro, bro, you have to put the flight. I said, bro, the contract says Air France. So when you have the Air France tickets, you call us. And they tr they always try to... Listen, I don't know what goes in the head of promoters. I'm not a promoter. I understand that you are trying to maximize the the money you're going to make by spending less. But listen, this is something for me that I always see with uh, our African brothers. When they want to hire their African brothers, they will want to pay them less. They will want to have them fly less. They will all that. They want to put you in bad hotels. But if my name was 50 Cent or or some American artist, they don't even discuss. They pay whatever these people ask. They don't pay 50%. They pay 100% up front. And those people, they want to come with a, the, uh, uh, a private jet. They will pay the private jet. So, of course, listen, I understand there's a market and those people will bring... 10,000 people in a club. If you go perform in a club that is 500 people, it's not the same thing. I understand that. But listen, I give my conditions and I give my condition not as a, a young artist trying to make it. Listen, I perform for four years for free every Friday. When I was trying to make my name, I made my name already. I have countless of hits. You don't tell me, oh, you don't have actuality because when I go when I go perform, I have a mega mix of 40 minutes that is just bangers after bangers after bangers from 1998 till 2000 and whatever. So you don't tell me that, oh, you know, to trying to negotiate. It's like, listen, you want the diamond? It's not the price of this, this zirconium. You want the diamond? You pay the price of the diamond. You don't want the diamond, you can go to uh, all the little stores that sell you zirconium like Swarovski and stuff. You want the real diamonds, you go to Cartier. You want to go to Cartier, you want to go to Louis Vuitton, you want to go to uh, these places. You have to know that you better be ready to pay the price for these things. So when you call me, you have to understand that you are calling Cartier, you are not calling your little store. So don't call me if you cannot pay me or if you cannot understand what are my, my prices. So some people, they call you, you tell them the price and they're like, oh, it's too much. And you're like, okay. And it's all good. Some others will be disrespectful. They will be like, yeah, 
it's too much and you didn't have a hit for a long time and, and, and then you want to tell them, so why are you calling me if I didn't have a hit for a long time? Or they're going to, you know, and yeah, some people, they will, they will try to use emotions to get you. They will try to tell you, yeah, you know, your, your fans are, are waiting. Oh my God. Like, and you, you, you scare that the fans will hate you for not coming and they play on that. And for me, I'm like, I had to learn. And the good thing, I had a great manager who she taught me to not be emotional about my business. And if you tell me the fans are waiting, I will reply to you. Yeah, they're waiting for you to pay. So if you have a contract that writes, I want to fly from this company or that company, and I want to be in this hotel. You have to respect what's in the contract and you have to send me my 50%. Once you send me my 50%, the contract says I'm going on stage after receiving the other 50%. Meaning that once I'm in the hotel, you either wire me the rest or pay me cash the rest. If you don't do that, I'm not leaving the hotel. Or if I don't have my 50%, I'm not entering the plane. Those are things that I learned to protect my business. Every single time that I went in the plane because the guy was cool, because I worked with him before for, or whatever excuse he had. Every time I entered the plane without having my 50%, I got screwed. And I either performed for free or I went somewhere without performing. So rule of thumbs, they want you somewhere. If your price is 1000, let's put numbers in there, fake numbers. If your price is 1000 for a show, if your price is 500 for a show, if your price is 100 for a show, before you accept of even putting a single flyer out, I want my 50%. And before you promote the show anywhere, I want my 50%. So at least if you fuck up, if you don't send me the right tickets, or if for whatever reason you cancel on me, I have my 500. And at least I didn't refuse another show and lose money from both. I have my 500, can buy myself something. And then once I'm there, I'm not leaving the hotel or touching the microphone unless I have the other 50%. Those are rules that I never betray. And I have the, I had that guy. That's my, my that's my friend. He would call me all the time at the last minute. And he would be like, Yeah. Uh I have your tickets. You can go to the airport. And then I would look at the tickets and I would be like, Bro, these are EasyJet tickets. So this is that's not what we ask you. And they're like, Yeah, but you know, the Air France tickets are expensive. I was like, Yeah. You had a month to buy the Air France tickets. And now you want to buy them at the last minute. 
It's not my fault. It's your fault. And the Canada people, that's exactly what they said. They said, yeah, it's our fault. We fucked up. I was like, okay. I'm keeping my 50%. So they could afford to pay 50% of the cachet and lost a gig for a ticket. Yeah. Listen, at a point, the the prices of the tickets arrive at, because it was business class tickets, they arrived at the same price of the cachet. So for them, they preferred losing the 50%. So I was like, I respect, I understand that, but that's a, like, this is a waste of money. <laughs> to me, those people wasted their money uh, for, I don't know. This could have been done. Listen, if they took their tickets three months ago, it would have cost them, I think, something like for business class tickets, something like a, a thousand and two for both tickets. And yeah, you know, t- plane tickets, the more you wait, listen. I'm going to spend, I'm going to take my daughter to Disneyland in uh, uh, two months. I got my tickets already for the plane of me, my wife, my daughter. And I'm going to buy tomorrow, I'm going to buy my Disneyland tickets. And everything's going to be ready. I don't want no surprises. I don't want no expensive tickets at the last minute. And my daughter crying because I promised her that she was going to Disney. No, all that is done. I'm going to take my I'm, I'm going to take my hotel. I'm going to take everything so that we good. Urban Street Spot, what up? How you doing? What up Clara? How you doing? It's cool that you don't have to take these performances if they don't meet your requirements. That's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. That's another thing that I forgot to talk about. Uh Free Thinker, what up? Something that um, also uh, is exactly some a place where I'm a good place that I am is that sometimes the promoters know that you need that money. So if you need that money to pay your rent at a point, you're going to start accepting to be treated like to be exploited by by the people who club owners or to or that do parties and they're trying to to have you at the lesser and lesser day i don't know if i told this story already but um last story before i talk about to that tonight's subject um i'm gonna be quick on that too um this guy from the uk calls my 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 agent here and tells him uh, hey I want to have Keisha for uh, for London so me I got prices for every country uh, every zone geographic zone so it's more like the further you go from Lisbon the the, the, the higher the prices go and uh, so we give him the price for uh, it gives him the price for UK and uh, the guy replies to him, what? Hey, it's just Keisha. Oh. Well, if it's just Keisha, why are you calling? And 
So Beleza, who's my, my booking agent here, tells him, well, all right, peace. And the guy's like, what you mean? Like, you're not going to negotiate? He's like, no. Kesha has his price. He don't want to pay his price. He can't afford to stay at home. So uh, the guy's like, yeah, but whatever. Then he's like, okay. Uh, but first of all, that was disrespectful. But okay, let's forget that. Um, the guy's like, okay, what if uh, I book two, two shows? Can I have a discount? Mountain of Inspiration, what up? Can I have a, a discount? And so my guy calls me. Tell me, hey, they, they think that they would like to, to have this price, but they guarantee two shows. I said, okay, for this price, first of all, they have to pay twice 50%, so at least one show. They have to pay it now. And then we accept the discount, and it's a discount for two shows. And it only works for two shows. You cannot cancel one of the shows. You will have to pay the two shows anyway. So, okay, the guy says, okay, et cetera, et cetera. Then we don't hear from him for another um, a whole month. Cool. So, that was uh, last year in uh, January, February, something like that. And we don't hear from the guy for a long time. Then the guy comes back to us and says that, no, the guy sends me a message on Instagram and tells me, you know, they love to do that. They will call your professional agent and then they will try to destabilize you via DM on Instagram, trying to say that, oh, you know, you have to help us, whatever. And the problem with me is when it comes to business, I leave my heart at home. So usually you send me a message, I take the screenshot, I send to my person and my person sends you the screenshot and tells you to, it's, you don't need to talk to Keisha, Keisha doesn't care. So he sent me a message telling me, yeah, I would love to have you in, in, uh, in, in the UK, in London. Uh, yeah, how much is it? So I take a screenshot, I send to my guy, I say, hey, there's somebody who wants a show from London. I know you, you were talking to somebody in case and the guy tells me, my guy tells me, yo, he's the same guy that we've been talking to since January. I was like, oh, why does he send me a message then? He said, no, these people are trying. I said, oh, okay, well. So my guy sends him, the, sends him the screenshot and says, you don't need to talk to Keisha. You can do everything for me. And anyway, when they ask me, I give them a higher price anyway. I know my guy was asking him one price. I gave him a higher price on Instagram. So the guy was like, oh. So after six months of just talking, he sends me a message. No, he sends Bruno a message. And in his message, he says, um, yeah, you know, I spoke with my team. So that's in, that's in July, June, July. He says, yeah, you know, I spoke with my team and yeah, Keisha's not bankable. It's not an artist that will make us money in our party. So 
we're going to have to we're going to have to pass. So wait a minute. Six months ago, you called saying, hey, I want Keisha for a show. We didn't ask you anything. You called saying, I want you for a show. When we give you the price, we give you, etc. You spend six months without sending the 50%. And then after six months of just making us go round and round, you finally tell us that we are not worthy of your party. And this is not a bankable artist. Uh, if you have anything else, I take. But this one, yeah, it's, isn't old artists with didn't do a hit for a long time. Not interested. And so my agent was pissed off. So he talked to me on the phone. I was like, why do you care so much? And he was like, no, people have to respect you. And I was like, bro, I don't care. I don't care. Um, the amount of money that I was supposed to get from that show, I make that money every week. Anyway, from streaming, from YouTube, from all my stuff, I don't need to do shows. So when I do a show, it's a bonus. It's not something that I need. It's something that I love to do performing, but I don't need to do it. So if you don't want to pay me my price, I don't need to go. If I want to do a show myself, if it's, I'm itching and I feel like I want to perform, I can go anywhere in the world and sing for free in a club. I will go in a club and tell them, give me the microphone. And nobody will tell me no, because I'm Keisha. I can do that. But now you call me, you try to get me to, to sing for cheaper than my price. When we finally accept that, you made us wait five months. And after five months, you tell us that, yeah, no, it's not worth it. Okay, now we're feeling away. But you know what? Eh, who cares? Uh, at that point, I already rented a house uh, uh, in July to take my family 10 days in Algarve. So me, I'm on vacation mode. So now we go on vacation. We're on vacation. Everything is cool. We're chilling. And then something going on explodes on TikTok. Numbers, 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 numbers. Something going on just becomes the the global phenomenon, becomes number one trending song on TikTok worldwide, and everybody's doing the trends. One million videos later, 2.5 billion views on TikTok later, streams going up. All the clubs are playing something going on as if it was a new song. People are playing it all around the world. Back from holidays, I think in uh, December, Heidi Klum does the, the trend. All the Brazilians start doing the trend. The song explodes even more. It's now a, 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 it's not a global hit. Who calls Bruno? That same motherfucker from London. Yo, bro. Hey, 
We're ready to do the show now for the price that we set. Can we book it for in, in 15 days? We're ready to do the promo, the flyer. And listen, we're not going to send you the 50%. We're going to send you 100% now. <laughs> so Bruno tells me this. So I wrote, I wrote in my phone, I wrote, tell him that for him, and I gave like two times my price. I said, tell him that for him, this is this price. And I hope that he will not accept because I don't want to work with, the, with this fucker. And I told, I told him, I sent him the message. So he sent me laughing emojis. And I told him, don't, don't talk to him, whatever. Take a screenshot of the conversation we just had and send him the screenshot. And that's exactly what we did. And we never heard from that motherfucker. And I hope that you will never speak to us again, bro. Salute. Damn it. <laughs> Listen. People are amazing and people still haven't learned in this life that I always win in the end. People still didn't learn. Listen. Karma works this way. Treat people with respect and they will treat you with, with respect as well. And life will treat you the way you, you treat people. You don't have to, to degrade somebody's name because you are trying to have them for cheap. Look, you can just tell people, it's too much for me, I can't do it, and it's okay. Or my club is too small, uh, this is my capacity, let me invite you to come see the club next time you're in town, you see it's a small club, we cannot pay you that price, and we are reasonable people. We might be like, Ah, okay, let's try to do it for the price we do in Portugal, for example, in small clubs. We like, we are not crazy people who want to just be paid a high price. I understand the market. I've been telling people my whole life, the market, you have to understand the market. So listen, if you tell me it's a small club in a small city. I understand. I, I, I organize shows sometimes. So I would understand. But if you're there being disrespectful, yeah. And now with something going on blowing up, a lot of people are calling me all of a sudden. And it's not that I don't want to. It's just that, listen, I was making a certain amount every month last year. This year, I'm making two times this amount just because of that song so you call me you tell me whatever you want to be what you want whatever you want to tell me and i'm going to tell you this is my price uh baba ah, this, i'm sorry then don't call me if you go to cartier and you see this ring that i bought for my wedding one was a thousand and something. I think that was the one with the diamonds that was too expensive. But I think those ones are a thousand and... I forgot. 
let's say a thousand and five. It's maybe a thousand and eight or a thousand. I, I forgot. My wife really wanted those wedding rings, so I paid three thousand or two thousand. I don't remember. Let's say I paid three thousand for those rings, and if I didn't have the money. If I only have a budget of 1,000 and I came inside of Cartier and I told them, hey, I want these rings. And they told me, yeah, for you and her, it's going to cost you 3,000. And I would have replied to them, oh, I only have 1,000. What do we do? They would have told me, we go to the door. And the security would have escorted me to the door. So, yeah, listen, I don't understand. Uh, in the in in our markets, we tend to to treat our. I mean, the promoters, those people who are doing their thing, they tend to they tend to treat our DJs, our artists, our dancers, our talent. A certain way as if they were the one doing a favor when they need you to fill the party the party doesn't work without a dj to put the sound yet so when you book a dj to come do the sound you have to respect him because he's the one who's going to make your party amazing but by knowing the pulse of the party and playing the right sound. If you bring an artist in and because of this artist, some customers who never come to your party come get a bottle, etc., etc. You just treat him with respect. That's all artists need. And part of treating you with respect is also paying you the amount you want. As long as you are not crazy and way over your 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 head, just respect that. Yeah, and if listen, if it's too much for you, you say what people tell me. Some people tell me this sometimes. Like somebody just asked me for Luxembourg, I told him my price. He said, "Yeah, that's too much for me. I only have da 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 da." Blah, blah. I said, uh, "Thank you. I'm not interested." And he was like, oh, okay, oh, well, maybe another time or maybe maybe one weekend. I was like, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you pass in front of Louis Vuitton, you see a pair of shoes you like, you look at the price, you're like, damn, it's too much for me. I'll come back when I can. Maybe one day I will. Or maybe I don't care. Or maybe I would never pay that much for shoes. And maybe you pass by two, three, four years later and your life changed for and you, you make a lot of money now, and maybe now when you look at the price, it doesn't seem crazy anymore. It seems like, yeah, it's, it's an amount that I will pay for these shoes. And you pay that amount and you don't feel... And listen, uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I would never have paid that, that amount for this ring. I don't, I don't, let, me, let me see how much it costs. I don't know, I'm just... It's, it's just for curiosity. Was it Cartier? Yes, Cartier. Cartier wedding bands. Uh, okay, that's the one. How much is it? Let me see. 
know, maybe it was not as expensive as I thought. Uh, damn. $4,000? No, no, no. Where are they? Alta Joal, you know. Joal here. Wedding band, love. Here they are. They are. Alliance Ital. Those are the ones, I think. Let me see. Yeah, love collection. That's the one. Yep, that's the one. Oh, that's even more than I thought. So 2000 for one. Oh, damn. I paid more than I thought. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which one did I take? Wait. This. Yeah, it's the one. Uh, or is it that one? Alliance Anel. No, I think it's the one. That, that's the one. That's the one I took. I took two of them. I believe those are the one. And there's, there's the one with a diamond, and then there's the one with three diamonds. So I took one with no diamonds, but then you can add the diamonds if you want. Maybe in 10 years, in seven years, if we, when we reach 10 years, I'll add some diamonds. But so it was 1300 for one. So it cost me, yeah, 2004, 2008. Yeah. 2800 for both uh and yeah listen i don't regret i could afford it but if i didn't have the money i would have told my wife listen buddy's brother is uh, knows how to make jewelry i'll just buy him the gold and he will do whatever you want that looks how you want we will, gotta, we will have our own stuff and she was like no i really want these ones so I was like, all right. I just had the, the deal with Trace TV. I made a, a really a, a good amount of money. So that's what I did. But yo, it is what it is. Some Listen, some people, Blue Rose, what up, sis? Some people. Listen, being an entertainer is a hard job because... You have to make people respect you. And a lot of people, a lot of artists don't have this discipline of understanding that you have to be respected. A lot of artists, they just, they crave the, 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 the scene, they, they crave the stage, they crave the microphone, they crave the love of the public, the fame, or the money they can make so much that they are willing to accept a lot of things. I think this whole show will will only be about those things. I will I will keep the the the, the things I wanted to talk about for for another time. Let me tell you another story. <laughs> another story that was great. Before I check out, one day we sit down with all the zook artists. So at that time, I would say. Zook artists in Paris, uh, in, in our small market, people were paid for shows between 500 and 2,000. The big artists, me, Marvin, Sumia, like, Fanny, like, we were around 2,000. 
and the small artists were about around 500 and then every everybody was around 1000 1005 that was more or less the amplitude of shows a price per show but there was a lot of shows a lot of shows there was a lot of clubs it was when paris was brewing 2004 there was a lot of clubs asking for a lot of shows all the time so imagine i have to do documentaries about a lot of things now imagine that uh at a point the promoters were always trying to book us for less and less and they were like listen you know it's like jeu de chaise musicale everybody's trying to perform there's not enough clubs you know and they're like trying to and they know some people were struggling so they were like yeah you know i can only pay you 800 you know and uh so as always one day i'm having a conversation with ali angel nicole's and and others and i'm telling them you know what we should do i believe that we should do a coalition of artists and decide all of us but all of us that the minimum price that we get is a thousand and five all of us and nobody goes under that price and so it becomes a conversation from a conversation it becomes it escalates to something else and i said listen everybody that is at two thousand if we all go at two thousand and five three thousand and everybody that is at five hundred six hundred eight hundred you all go to a thousand a thousand and five minimum you all go up and everybody only asks for a thousand and five and we all take the whole market up the promoters will say no in the beginning but at least i was telling them listen let's calculate we are filling these clubs up we have like places with 1000 people places with 2000 people and everybody's paying 10 dollars 10 euros per person so listen 1000 people multiply by 10 that's 10000 euros at the door plus they're paying for drinks plus they're paying for tables plus they're paying for champagne whatever whatever so those people might make 20k to 25k the night you're performing there and they only want to give you a thousand i understand they have to pay for the security the dj the this the that but if they make 25k in a night no they have a thousand and five to give you minimum now it's a smaller club da, 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 da. listen if we get respected and we decide that the minimum is a thousand and five nobody will have the choice they want us they will pay us it's how it works oh yeah but my, my my club is small well you do what people do when they want to buy a car that costs ten thousand and they only have three thousand every month well they save they make three thousand they put two thousand on the side 
they wait, they make another 3,000, they take the other 2,000, they have four, pa, 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 pa. When they have 10, they come to the dealer and they buy the car. So you cannot oh, only have 200 people in my club and everybody only pay five, five euro. Well, do a few parties and call me when you have the money or have a sponsor, do whatever you want. You think when David Guetta asked 400,000 to play in a festival, it's paid by the people that are coming to, to, the, to the festival? No, it's paid by the sponsors. You're gonna have a big Bacardi in the back. That's the one who's paying the cachet because they want their name associated with that brand. That's simple as that. So I was telling, listen, I was telling people, Music controlling, what up? I was so I was telling all the artists, let's all decide a minimum price for all the shows. So Ali Angel, the calls, the managers, they all decide, let's bring all the artists together and let's all figure it out as as the big the, the higher segment of the market. Let's all decide a price that we all asking. And let's also, you guys that are down there, also decide a price that all of you will ask so that everybody's elevating and the whole market is healthy and everybody's making enough money. And you don't have to go do three shows at 500 and be treated like shit to pay your rent when you can do one show at 1,005 and at least then you can refuse everything else and if you can do two it's amazing so i was just trying to make it great for everybody that's me well listen <laughs> listen um there was one artist that i will not say his name he was the one who was the most um adamant about that thing he was the one who was like the most yeah we deserve this we deserve that we deserve it. it's true we should da, 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 da. this guy was even telling all the artists that were only being paid one thousand you guys should ask two thousand this is how much you're worth don't even go and i was like guys calm down i think a thousand and five is good for everybody and between a thousand and five and three thousand, if we can get a the market to go up for everybody, I think it's it's good. We don't have to abuse that well. You people will not go from paying you five hundred to two thousand. Calm down. And we were so at a point, but this guy was really like aggressive and telling everybody, no, 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 it should be more. Da, da, da. Okay, we end up. At the end of this conversation that we have, you know, those secret meetings between artists and all the managers, we start deciding that, yeah, all the, the three managers that were managing everybody, uh, everybody agrees to how much they're going to ask for bookings and that everybody's going to start calling all the clubs and tell all the clubs and all the venues Starting now, Zook artists have a table of prices that start at this price for this tier, that price for this tier, 
and that price for Keisha and them. And it's going to be the same for everybody. So you guys get ready and let's make this partnership roll. Let's do calendars so you guys can be ready, etc., etc. So everybody's ready. All the artists that are excited, everybody is, uh, and all the small artists are very excited and they all thank me for the the, 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 the opportunity to, to, to challenge the market and to, to, to try to move things. And I'm telling them, yeah, no, it's normal. I'm not doing this just for you. I'm also doing this for all the artists on my label that I'm trying to elevate to a certain standard of, of, of excellency. So after a month, we realized that a lot of the artists are not performing. And they're starting to complain that, yo, at least for 500, I had four shows a week, uh, four shows a month. Now, I'm not doing nothing. And... I'm telling them to hold on because these people have to understand that we are serious and this is the only, the only way to make it happen, right? And there's one guy, that guy who was speaking louder than everybody and that was complaining that we should do more, that guy was performing everywhere. Us, we were good. The people were paying us our price because we were we had the number one hits. But in the 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 first tier, the lower tier, that guy who was telling everybody, "Now we should ask for more." He was performing like crazy, and we were we were seeing his name in a bunch of flyers and in lots of party. And we were like, "What's going on with this dude?" Why is everybody accepting him at a thousand and five and everybody else is not working? So we started calling the promoters and asking them, hey, since we since we changed the price of everybody and we moved the price of everybody to a thousand and five, nobody's performing except this guy why is this guy performing so much and you know what the promoters told us that this guy is the only guy that was asking for 1000 so that little devil made everybody move their price up at a thousand and five and then he went to all the clubs and told them, I'm performing for 1000 So all the clubs hired him. And he went there and racked all the money that everybody refused to take. And this is how we always fuck up our businesses. There's always one person that will not hold the line. There's always one. 
And that guy, uh, if you know his name, you would laugh. But that's exactly what happened. And after that, when all the other artists realized that this guy was accepting lower prices and he was doing shows at a thousand, everybody rushed down. All the artists that were asking for five, that five, 1,005 start asking for 800, 700, 600 because the guy was performing everywhere and putting it on Facebook at that time. He was putting it on Facebook. Oh, I'm performing here. I'm performing there. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm, I'm in the West Indies, all that stuff. And it just, they all, listen, they all psychologically broke because everybody had a rent to pay and our whole operation just plummeted just because of that one guy. And um, listen, uh, being in the music business made me realize that it's not that I want to be a, a, I want to be selfish because listen, I'm not egocentrical. Uh, I believe that when we are uh, I would have loved to to have maybe more control over a lot of things so that I could really change things from a position of power. But uh, even from my position of power, I realized that when there's decisions that you have to take between like 10 people, you can't control what the other nine are going to do. And you can have the best ideas for the group. In reality, you are selfless. You are you are working for the culture. You are work, you are working for everybody. They are working for themselves. So when you are working and thinking, listen, I'm going to move things forward for everybody, me included, if I'm pushing the prices prices up for everybody, me up there at 3000 or 2000, I might go to 4000 and everybody that's struggling at 500 will go to 1000, 1005. This is good for everybody and for me as well. But you're going to always have some crabs down there that will look at the opportunity and fuck the business for everybody. And we'll go perform for free. We'll go perform for that. We'll go perform for that. It is what it is. And, and at a point, I just stopped trying to, to be emotionally connected to the market because it's useless. A lot of these people... Uh, they call me now. Uh, come do this. Come do that. Uh, we need you. We need you to come save everybody. We need you to come. Uh, you have you have to produce artists again. And I'm like, not interested. The only artist that is reliable is me. For me and for my vision of the business. That's the only artist that I know I can count on. Because... I have the business side, I have the artistic side, and I can't control that. Everybody else, there's always a point where we're going to have a conflict of interest 
because they're gonna they're gonna have other people telling them whatever and listen we love to complain about listen everybody loves to victimize themselves every group love to victimize themselves but you know what there's some groups uh that will work for the group before everybody else there's some people to end up uh, with this there's some people if you open a store you let's say you open a a, a grocery and you are from the group everybody from the community will only buy from your grocery even if there's an asian grocery a black grocery, other people there even if those people are in better quality they will buy from you and they will just buy from you and if your quality is not as good as the others they will go to the others check their stuff bring them to you and tell them look how the others do it you have to be better but even one while you are not better they will still buy from you so that you can invest and be better and become on that level because they think community listen us i don't want to be but there's a lot of there's a lot of stories that i have where the 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 destruction didn't come from outside it came from us it came from a guy like that guy that just le maillon faible and i've seen this so many times in this business that at a point it's just disgusting and what you're going to do it is what it is yeah listen stories stories i hope you enjoyed that show if you enjoyed my little stories of tonight I completely improvised that show and I completely didn't talk about what I want to talk about. It's cool. I'm going to talk about it Wednesday. If you enjoy that show and you enjoy that story, put me some unicorns or some rainbows, some club shadow rainbows in the chat because I didn't. I don't see you talking anymore. Uh, yeah, if you enjoy that story, put some some unicorns and some uh, club shadow rainbows in the chat and. Uh, that show was brought to you by Shadowware, Gods of Good Fortune. It's 2 a.m. here in Lisbon, Portugal. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for the super chat, Master Electronic. And uh, everybody, don't forget to put your likes. I hope you did it. Don't forget to share that show after the show is over. Don't forget to share it to your people on WhatsApp, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, and don't forget to go watch uh, other videos on the channel and support it. Go buy some t-shirts on Shadowware. Go do this, go do that. Uh, and listen, yeah, we learn so much about about um, about being in this business. I'm telling you, we learned so much stuff. It's crazy. Anyway, it is what it is. Always a pleasure to be with you, Club Shada. And uh, I will see you when I see you. Let me play you. Um, since I'm playing some hip hop, I'm going to play you a track called The Dagger, which is a, well, it's a beat that I did. Actually, I think I'm going to do a listening session. I think I'm going to do a listening session. Um, when is it? 
next Wednesday. I think I'm going to do a listening session. All right. So I will see you when I see you, Club Shada. See you Wednesday. All right. Bless up the dagger. Let's go. Yeah, maybe if I put the sound, it would be <laughs> Bless. Concentrated on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs>